Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Marvel Alliance Podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. In the comics, TV, and movies, we will go from Earth-616 to Mojoverse to Skrullos in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I'm the man without fear, Chris. I'm the podcaster of Mischief Trust now. Alliance Assemble, Volume 171, and uh, the, the original crew is back together once again. Yes, luckily, you know, after Brent shenanigans a few months ago with the whole pod or the whole Logan business, me and him can't do a <laughs> podcast together at all. But uh, it's it's good to be back. You know, I plan. I hope my hope was sometime in August to sneak on here when everyone's here because I I always want to, but I feel like the time someone's away, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll fill in. So hope <laughs> I'll do Brent somewhat justice and you know make up for his poor taste sometimes. You know, so. that, that's fine. You can give him a little quiet ribs. He, he'll enjoy it when he listens to this tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's how it happens. That's how we communicate now. We don't even speak. We just hear on the podcast and I go, oh, there's some shot taken at me. Great. Yep. You know? no. <laughs> well, how's your week been? It's been good. It's It's been busy as we were talking about off air. I got a kid's birthday that we're preparing for. So that's a lot of juggling family. And this is, I think, the first one with like a lot of uh, actual like kids. Like before we've had a couple friends, but this is the like, hey, six to eight kids. So it's like, it's at our place, six to eight kids, family. So, uh, and there's just a busy stuff. Like, I think you'll be seeing this too. Mission Possible's next mm-hmm. week. And there's just lots of, lots of stuff. Secret Invasion's happening. There's Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out. Uh, you know, to plug our geek for stuff, we got our superhero 
draft. So I, I've been trying to study and see who am I going to drop, who am I not going to drop. It's a, it's a big, it's it's a big thing, you know. I finally won this year after like six yeah. years. It was very embarrassing when we started thinking like, oh, these guys know nothing about actors, and I finally won. So yeah. <laughs> apparently, you know, you, they they they've just fell into luck, right? Yo, oh, absolutely. But it's been a good week. I were same here. Also, we had Canada Day, so shorter work week mm-hmm. for us. So not too bad. Well, you're not working all right now. So what am I talking about? No, here? I am. I, I'm a 12 months. So we just oh, okay. only in, in the summer we uh just work five four day weeks so i've got oh, okay. friday i get three day weekends oh, for the summer oh. so i'll take that but yeah fourth of july here so short work week for me as well but trying to hire up for the school year since we're starting mm. early this year and all at the beginning of august so summer is quickly coming to an end and uh but yeah just uh, yeah see mission impossible on sunday afternoon so oh, got that really really earlier early than me day yeah. earlier than everyone else yeah. <laughs> hey i'll take it we here in little Kelowna, we rarely get any screening so it's like okay monday uh, yeah i'll happily take it so yeah get that get that early review out right yeah yeah so but all right well we've got a new episode and some uh interesting news bits as well so uh let's get the show plugs out of the way we are part of the geek ultimate alliance network with eight shows covering the wide range of geek and nerdum to see the full schedule check out the show notes below and subscribe to the geek ultimate alliance network on twitter at gway pod network so you know when all the shows drop we also have a patreon so if you want to throw a couple of shekels our way we've got two tiers we've got our dollar tiers our tip jar to say hey you think you're doing we're doing a good job and then we've got our five dollar tier that gives you early access episodes ad free episodes and patreon exclusive shows including friends of my show we can watch this all day the marvel alliance mcu rewatch 18 episodes are up there right now for the patrons to enjoy we just dropped our recent one last week spider-man homecoming mm-hmm. and brent and i are scheduled to record our next one uh next monday it's coming monday night we will be recording looking at doctor strange and quite uh fortuitous with all the uh little recent little rumors and back and yeah. forth with what's going on with uh cumberbatch and what's going to be the focus of the the third outing yeah so but uh but yeah thank you patrons hope you're enjoying all that great content and uh get check out the dc alliance guys looking at dc through film through the years we've got joe looking at all the uh classic summer movies as well uh clay and clay just dropped a episode looking at marvel snap and doing a long episode mm. of that so that was that was a nice surprise up there so check out all that great content but if you can't join us on patreon we totally understand but if you can take 30 to 90 second to rate and review us on apple podcast spotify amazon wherever those podcatchers you choose we greatly appreciate it and last but certainly not least we want to thank our official sponsor organicpricebooks.com for your omnibus hardcover collect edition needs jp and the crew at opb have got it going on with excellent customer service immaculate packaging ships around the world you got some uh reprints of omnis coming mm-hmm. in spider-man ben riley volume two the conclusion of that uh, illustrious arc We've got look at that. Yep, we've got Thor by JMS and Gillen. First time ever coming combining those two. We've got the uh, Rom, very first time in omnibus form. Marvel's got the license back. Yes, Rom the Space Knight. Yes, wasn't expecting (laughs) to see that today. No, 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 no. Not many people thought that one. And then, and then I think the next month you'll get Micronauts will be coming back as well. So yeah, Marvel got got some uh, licenses back from Hasbro. So, but use that code Marvel. GOA at checkout to get two dollars off every single order. It lets them know you're a listener, and again, we want to thank them for being our official sponsor. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, and, and yes, Phil, as always, this we got to make sure. What has happened in this chat? I feel like I'm yes. like, I, I'm Captain America. You know, I win in the water ice and then I come back all the time. There's these hashtags, things going on. But I did see last week that someone was requesting me in Kirkland. So you didn't get Kirkland, but I, yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, here. <laughs> I'm here. I came to the call. Someone in there was like, you got to get him back. Hurry, you know? So Exactly. And probably Kirkland got was a little happy at that point. Someone was requesting him, you know? Yeah, well, it's good. Last week, he, or last night he got accused of being a ma- uh, beta male and you know last week people were requesting him so <laughs> yeah, exactly it's good, it's good. but yes as always phil hashtag madam web is the blueprint so yeah all right well let we've got th- we are now at the halfway point of secret mm-hmm. invasion uh three episodes in and this one is entitled betrayed so uh what are your kind of non-spoiler thoughts for this one travis yeah i'm really enjoying it like i I said on geek first where the first episode i liked it enough but last episode i loved i don't know if i like this one more than that one but i think it's continuing to ramp it up as far as you know the classic who can you trust but i think we're seeing a lot of good divisions between our characters to see okay what side are they working for who like the biggest thing we'll get into spoilers too is just even something no it's not simple but even something like the relationship between nick fury and his wife you have to triple guess what's going on there you know that's what i like that almost every relationship there's kind of a three-dimensional dynamic to them all it's not plain and simple which is good Uh, i think there were some good performances in here Uh, i think it ended in a very interesting way which i'm sure we'll talk about and has people talking and buzzing about what could be going on and looking at trailers and stuff like that but uh yeah i i um i'm really liking we're kind of getting some Good. We knew it was coming. You guys talked about this last week with the Super Scrolls, but we're kind of in a non-spoiler way getting more sprinkles of that. So I like how we're coming about that. I love kind of the integration of that storyline, the comic book stuff. And it's great we can do this because a long time ago, Marvel just owned the rights to Scrolls. So there's a chance at one point in the MC we weren't ever going to get this. So yeah. it's kind of fun. I am curious to see, as usual, I don't think it's... I'm hoping we'll be rushed. I'm just curious now once we start getting introduced to the Super Scrawl idea, how can you wrap that up in a nice bow in three episodes? Or maybe not. Maybe there's a second season. Maybe this will go more in the MCU. So, so far, good questions, but I do wonder how that's going to happen now we're the halfway point where lots has happened, but there's still lots to unfold. But so far, I'm I'm really liking it. I don't know where I'd rank it right now as far as my shows. I'm going to wait till that finishes, but I feel like it's um it's it, it's it's a good dose of Marvel. And that's all you can all you can ask. For, so yeah phil in the chat saying uh series continues to impress <laughs> at that point uh yeah this one is definitely kind of a a now setting up of the board now uh mm. a resetting up of the board after we got the first two episodes with some of their surprises and shockers and kind of like dealing with some of the ramifications and revelations from the last episode especially looking at fury and his wife uh seeing exactly like you said looking at the, the development of Super Scrolls, what's uh, Gra- uh, Gravik's next move a- as well. I really, you know, I think this what the series has excelled in almost every single episode has been the moments between the quiet moments, the discussion moments between the two, any of the two cat, any of the cast at that mm-hmm. point. Whenever you get those quiet moments, those discussion points, it's always with gravity and respect and just like calling out different things that us as fans like yeah they should have called that out they should have told and and i'll tell you what to this episode fury gets called out on a lot it's not like Mm. oh you're out of step man i don't know how many times we can say that fury is out of step but this one uh, i give it to to talos he he definitely called fury out on some of his bowl 
Yeah. And I think that's the one thing I've really liked that I've, I, we've kind of talked about this all the time, but especially with some of these later MCU movies where they, it's not publicly known, but a lot of these ones racking in at the two hour mark. We've been, okay, is there sort of an amendment that, hey, can we keep this two hours to so be shorter? I think there's a few movies we've all said, maybe uh, barring Guardians, I'd say lately, mm-hmm. stuff like Doctor Strange, stuff like Thor Love and Thunder, especially Thor Love and Thunder, where it would have just been nice for even more moments for characters to sit and just take a minute. And that's where I think this show does a good job of as far as those conversations sometimes in any kind of i'd say like the bigger ip marvel star wars stuff like that dc when there's lots of action lots of comic book stuff going on um they kind of just forget to let the characters i'd have say that with the flash too you just it sometimes you just want to see the characters talk and interact you know that's what i said about the flash where it's like oh even if i had a bit more of keen just interacting a little more i don't need all that stuff because at the end of the day i feel most and it's been a conversation lately with superhero fatigue and stuff, but most people tune in these because, yeah, sure, there's comic books and action, but people tune in because they love the characters, right? And I think mm-hmm. especially with Talos, he, he's, I don't know if he'd be like in a top 10, but this show has definitely helped kind of, I liked him in Captain Marvel, but even now as far as ranking characters, he seems to be going up every week because, again, I love kind of the dynamics and layers he's getting and what he could potentially get next week depending on which ways go. So that's why I like. It just takes a second to breathe, you know? But yeah, so any kind of non-spoiler remaining thoughts before we get into the spoiler part? No, I I think as usual, most people who listen to the show will probably watch it, but if not, I think now's a good time to jump in, because I feel like now after three episodes, let's say you're waiting, uh, I think after three, if you were to watch them and be not for me, then you would know, okay, i give it a shot. But now Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of hitting its stride and finding its pacing. Not that it was... was, you know, bad, but like you said, they had to set some stuff up. So I think these next three weeks are not even going to be action packed, but just um, a lo- lots of uh, <laughs> lots of uh, developments. I'll say that's what I'll say. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So if you haven't watched it, pause here unless you want to get spoiled because we're about to spoil in three, two, one. Uh, so we open the episode looking at uh, we're at Skrullos and mm-hmm. we see kind of the new recruit that. Um, Amelia Clark's uh, Gaia had rescued at that point. Looks like he's been now officially recruited into the warrior group, questioning the mission of the resistance. You know, it's clear that um, Beto is not was not necessarily looking to be in the warrior class. He was probably just looking <laughs> yeah. for a shelter, and now he's kind of been drafted into service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's what's going to be, that's what I like as well, where you have this war going on, right? Or the starts mm-hmm. the war, we'll see what's going to happen. But the good thing is it's not, and we already knew this already with Talos and other people, but you see there's going to be, even if this guy doesn't divide, there's division as far as they thinking this is a safe haven or him thinking this is a safe haven to go in there being, now you're kind of a soldier, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of akins back to wars of the past where, you know, people had to be enlisted and stuff like that. Right now, this section of scrolls some of them don't get that sh- like they need everyone fighting the, everyone that's yep. under Gravik right now he doesn't need anyone just sitting around hanging out they're not at that point every time you talk to the man he is dead serious and he mentions that we're at war right so I don't think sure you might get a Friday off just, or something I think he wants the sugar that's what he really wants oh well, yeah maybe and that's the thing where it's just everybody to be a part of this clan has to help and do their job. Mm-hmm. So maybe that might be something down the line, but I don't think they're going to get that route. I don't think these bad scrolls are going to be successful per se, but like I said, I don't know how it's going to, maybe they will still be around, but I think that was a good showing as far as, okay, um, we get why they're fighting. We get why they feel like they've been oppressed, but at the same time, um, they're kind of maybe becoming something a bit 
too bad if everyone has to be a soldier, which I get if you're in a war, right? So again, lots of layers going on. Yeah. So they're they basically have take they take on the uh, three uh, personas of uh, Royal Navy service officers, mm-hmm. and uh, they head out. We see them going to uh, the British sub so that they can. We're assuming going to either take over do something on the sub that's going to start causing the war now even though there's just a million scrolls now somewhere all over earth yeah there's still billions of humans and so mm-hmm. they have figured that even though there's just a million of them and there are billions of humans the best way to exterminate the human race is to have us take each other out yes very very zemo-esque you mm-hmm. know I, I can't beat the avengers but they can beat each other you know yeah and you know humans warring with with one another is our biggest weakness and it's something that gravik later talks about and talus in the in the museum he and his minions have been carrying out the attacks in the world while posing as rival groups in order to raise the tensions and key nations like russia the u.s uh mm. great britain places like that will happily go to war with each other once once this is in place and they can just come in and claim and pick up all the pieces for themselves yeah it's interesting and like i've said before there is I like the layers that they have as far as with Fury and Talos because there is definitely comparisons to Hydra and the Widows, right? Like we've seen this sort of done a little bit before, but they're trying to give it some new wrinkles, which I do appreciate because I feel like with episode one, it was a lot of, oh, we're, we're a seeker, we're in the shadows, which is okay. Again, we've been here a few times in the MCU, so you have to make it different. And I think more so the tone of this show is because Winter Soldier had that. Black Widow, the, the Widows being there were it was there, you know, something that they talked about. That wasn't the focus of that movie. The focus of that movie was Natasha and the family and stuff like that, where Winter Soldier definitely was. So it's more akin to that. And I do appreciate them trying to make some differences because I don't want to always see, hey, we're a shadowy organization who's moving stuff. But I think this one too has... You know, with Hydra, it's Nazis, so we're not cheering for them. With the Widows, it's, you know, guy in power. With this one, which you guys talked about last week and I did as well, I think they've set the motives of, well, these people or, you know, this race feeling very ousted. So I I like what we're doing here so far. Yeah, and I love all in the game saying one scroll equals uh, 0.0125 of Earth's population. (laughs) So uh, then we cut to Gravik in front of the machine uh, that we got introduced to in the last episode yeah. and he's invited the council members to see that he's found a way to give their people powers and make them he named them super scrolls i love uh, that they just just didn't even get yeah. like and i'm fine with it but just didn't even yeah we're just gonna be super scrolls you know that's it no no being around the bush nope not at all and so people people i have to say this i see on twitter i see on instagram some people in the nerd community and geek community which i, I we count ourselves among mm-hmm. uh get a little uh angry about this and saying it's not like the comics i just want to say this hey guys um come here come here real close i want to tell you something the Fantastic Four doesn't exist yet, so they can't have the same yeah. powers yet. So get upset all you want. This is where we're at with the powers they're going to be getting. And you know what? At this point, I'm here for it. I'm here for what they're trying to do with it. Um, you know, the original Super Scroll was named Clert, who was born on Tannic <laughs> 4. And uh, he was shunned due to the amount of times he lost against groups like the Fantastic <laughs> Four. So they decided to get one better and uh, found a way to uh, get the powers of Fantastic Four. And, and Clert was one of the first. Um, 
you know, when the MC, in the MCU, uh, the Skrulls lost their war against the Kree, and thus they've also had to find a way to match up against threats like event, the Avengers. So mm-hmm. this seems like a natural thing for them to do. This is what Gravik was talking about in the last episode. He's got a plan. This is his plan if the Avengers were to come calling. Yeah, and it's a few things where, like, you know, Only Game says, yes, they are a small percentage, but eventually... Um, you know, if Fury, other thing. If people see, keep talking, they become a bigger threat. They're going to go after that percentage, but it will help a lot more to have these powers. You know, because there's, you know, there's is lots of superheroes, but what percentage of Earth, not counting Thor, I'm talking about people on Earth have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Probably less than the Skrulls, right? So eventually, if we get super Skrulls, they'll easily kill police and all these CIA agents, people like that. It's the heroes will have to step in, and that's why you got to get that. So I enjoy that. I think it's been this way the entire time, but really. I would say if you unless you just started watching the MCU that's completely fine but I'd say since 2016 Civil War you can no longer use the why aren't they doing it like the comics because that to me was the biggest egregious not in a bad way but showing hey we're taking a storyline, Civil War, but we're just taking the kind of synopsis of it, and then we're going to fill in the plots, right? We're taking the cliff notes, and then our movie's going to be a new story. Mm-hmm. So once Civil War happened, for anyone to be like, why? Even Infinity oh, War. I'd say Endgame, Ultron right? was the biggest defender of that Ultra, one. Yeah, Ultron too. But like with Secret War being, or Civil War being such a big storyline, comic book-wise, which I feel is very pop. But yes, of course, Ultron uh, with Hank Pym. Like, there's lots of stuff there. I just feel like... I'm surprised anyone complains about that now. You can say, hey, I like the comics version better. That's fine. But to say, why aren't they doing this? And the same thing. Did anyone think they were going to debut the entire F4 in here? I certainly didn't. You know, like that's never yeah. an expectation I had, you know. one v one against Super Scrum. Up, so job, there Espos. we go. Yep. Can't wait. And we lose them again, you know. But that's the point where that is smart because we talked about that last week and you guys did too where Fury says, okay, don't bring the Avengers because if they get captured, we're screwed. Okay, that checks a box and the Scrolls being like, okay, we got to become Super Scrolls so we can be better. And I like the way that they're doing, yeah, they're not taking their powers from S4, but they're taking their powers from other MCU people we met like Mm -hmm. Groot and call like to me they're making it make sense in the world and that's the best part of it it's just it just makes sense instead of what would i want this show we finally got about nick fury to be like okay now all the fantastic four here sure if it was like daredevil 18 episodes but it's not it's six episodes so yeah this is what it is (laughs) exactly accept it or just hate on it and continue to uh claim controversy so yeah or don't watch it and read the comic again if you like it so much better it's right there (laughs) no one will ever take it away from you (laughs) yeah uh, so after the title sequence, we cut to another flashback in New York, this time a year later from the previous one in New York, 1998. And uh, so he uh, Fury meets up with Vara, and she hands him some intel that could help him out against uh, Drakov. So, you know, Black Widow o- yeah. opens in 1995 with the escape sequence. So this is still kind of in line where uh, this could possibly be happening, that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s looking into Drakov's activities with the Widows. Mm. Um you know, in the comics, Gaia was someone who was a sleeper cell agent and built a family on Earth while carrying out missions. Uh, she and her agent husband, Clur, raised a family on the planet, and uh, they were put into place to help keep tabs on everyone on, in, on Earth. Um, so now we got Fury having people infiltrate the country now that he's investigating other people infiltrating him. So... Fury and Vara are sweet on each other, and he questions why uh, she's chosen that look. And uh, can we get some toast put out a theory that Fury had a serious girlfriend, Priscilla, that he was going to marry. She developed cancer and uh, a scroll 
and this girl Vara wanted wanted to be loved, and the suggestion was to take Priscilla's place in his life. Both Fury and Priscilla agreed to this, and when Priscilla died, Fury married Vara. Okay, good. As long as Fury would have given the go-ahead. I think that would have been very strange if your wife passes away, and then two weeks yeah. later this girl show, hey! <laughs> I'm going to pose as your wife now, you know, which yeah. I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind that theory because like Geekverse, we keep talking about, and I don't know if you guys have, I don't remember you guys some of that, like whatever happened to the original Ben Mendelsohn character, right? Because in yeah. Captain Marvel, he took, and it's like, so what, is that a similar situation where that guy passed away? That's what I'm going to headcanon myself now because if not, there's two of them, but... Uh, Just wandering yeah, around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm glad we got the scene because last week I had read that same thing you did about the writer saying that mm-hmm. they put it on the page, but not on the screen so i was like does that mean they might never answer this and, and i was like i don't want that i feel like leaving that ambiguous the whole time for the scene was great but for the whole time wouldn't work but and i like this dynamic of nick fury he's married to a scrawl he knows it's a scrawl and there's lots to it like last week when he's talking about that scrawls and humans could never live together it's like well you're married to one so shouldn't you kind of want that to be a goal like like talus is like wouldn't you want that to be some sort of revolution that you could potentially pull off and obviously he doesn't think that it could but um yeah this this was a fun little scene i think yeah, they had a, you know we had a week of de-aging last week with indy i think this is a good one with nick fury they kind of have those assets already because i think nick fury and captain marvel is one of the better ones if you were to make a list of the top three to five of de-aging nick fury's a you know always look good so i think this was a good i like that we got the answer and it was a good flashback to establish how they met and i like them kind of flirting back and forth of oh i can't really date anyone in operation she said well i'm not exactly under yeah. your purview and stuff like that it's almost this kind of you know don't eat where you work sort of situation you know so i i, I liked the scene in general and i mm-hmm. i know we'll get more into it too i have no problem because i've seen a debate of like oh does it lessen nick fury's impact that he had a bunch of scrawls over the world like giving him information like no Oh, that's like Nick Fury 101. If he had, like, if he had the capability to have scrolls give him information, he would do that. And is it kind of shitty? Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. Nick Fury, you know. Yeah, and, and you can, I can still tell. Like, Vara really does care and love Fury, mm-hmm. but she, she likes like the others brings up the the blip that changed him again. But she mourned him after he was snapped, and then he returned and doesn't even stick around, barely there to volunteer to lead up Saber. You know, he may say he's quote unquote retired and is going after revenge, but I think they have they have a very, very interesting relationship that I think that is going to be further explored in these episodes Mm -hmm. and how what kind of dynamic they really are. But I don't think it's obviously it's one that they both do love each other. It's just in their own way. Yeah, and I think this is something with Fury, it fits a lot where, and funny enough, he kind of played a character like this in Kong Skull Island, but this is a real situation where, okay, in MCU, he went missing for five years, he pretty much left right away, left her again, went up to Saber, and they've been, you know, so really, because how much, we still don't know the whole time he's been up there, right? It's, is it, we, We've heard years. Yeah. We just don't so, know how long. Yeah, and we don't know the official MCU date right now, right? It's- uh, David's still in the chat. He did say that the other week. I can't remember, though. So, Because it's, it's supposed to be like 2028? Yeah, that's, that's like what that? I think he... Yeah. I think we said 2028, yeah. Which is still... I'm with Brent. I still don't understand the, the years part, because if it's 2028, that's... Well, actually, no, I guess what? 2019 was five years later. It's like, oh, it's 2024, and then it's... Okay, so it's four... So, yeah, you could say he's been on off space for four years. Mm-hmm. So, really, there's a chance that you put those years together. For almost a decade, they've never... They haven't seen each other that much. You know, for almost a decade... 
<laughs> That's always the debate at the time. We need a timeline yeah. thing. But <laughs> even even then, for even though it's five, six years, like she made the point, and it's a great point as far as you were gone for five years, I had to mourn you, I got you back, and I kind of had to mourn you again in a sense. And this is a thing that happens in real life. It still happens now. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing for – oh, go ahead. Uh, it says uh, She-Hulk was confirmed to end in 2025 in the timeline, meaning Secret Invasion will take place in 2025 in MCU canon. So, and that's the thing that to me doesn't line up because if it was years, everyone came back in 24, right? Because it's five years since 2019, or is it 2018, I guess, right? Yeah, because the snap happened technically in 2018. So 2023, so okay, maybe two years. I, I count that as two years and stuff like that. So, so even but then. They, but, but I just don't like the statement when they say, like, you've been years up there. If it, Years, I think, is more than two. <laughs> Yo, me, I agree with you. It's definitely like a stretching of it. But still, you can look at this go for seven years. They've pretty much maybe only seen each other a handful of times, you yeah. know? And what I was trying to get to is this happens in real life. This works for some people. doesn't work for other people. But th that is a clinical, real thing that a lot of times people, when they get back from war... They can't get back to regular life and they got it. They're more comfortable in war. Or lots of people that go to prison suffer from the same thing where they, because they're away from the, the human world for so long, like they can't sleep in their own beds. And that's what I think they're trying to get across a fury that <clears throat> he got back and he missed five years. And you think that clearly, like you said, I think they do love each other, even if he's not going to be there all the time you think he'd want to spend a couple months with his wife you know a little bit just catching up he almost lost his life for five years but no theories right back to the grind so that's where i feel like he's kind of has has that soldier syndrome of he's just got to be in the fight nick fury is a character to me that whenever they're done with him can't be like clint barton who can retire and go with his family mm -hmm. i think nick fury is a character that has to die you know because he could he couldn't he couldn't sit back he can't wait so yeah, so let's take our first ad break because uh, this next kind of sequence with uh, Gravik and Gaia and then uh, Gravik and Talos is going to be kind of a probably a big stirring moment in, yes. for the episode itself. So as you know, listeners, these ads help keep the lights on the Geek Ultimate Alliance network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they could be a bit loud. Give me that three count before they come on. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chompacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And we are back. All right, so uh, we cut to Gravik uh, waking up Gaia and kind of questioning her on how how did the cops show up to their safe house when <laughs> when Brogan, the uh, now dead <laughs> interrogated Skrull, um, didn't really know that information, and Gaia. Uh, basically kind of says, well, you know, we may have not known, but under torture, he may have made an educated guess where you could be. And it's very easily <laughs> told that Gravik, gr- gr- Gravik like, doesn't buy it, but doesn't press. So instead, he yeah. wants to kind of, my, what I'll say is play with his food and just kind of really see if he can catch her in, a, in an outright lie. Mm-hmm. And so he tells her, you're coming with me to London and tells, tells her that her dad has issued a parlay to talk about you. And during the the car ride, he picks up the phone and says that um, there's going to be uh, the Neptune is going to be at in 2200 hours going to do the next kind of action step at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's just at that moment, I've seen too many of these spine espionage th- thrillers based on what the previous scene was. It's like, yeah, this is the test. And I if it's yes. not real, it's meant to see where if she if this information gets back to Talos. Like you said, it is kind of spy one on one that the second why if that character was questioning another character, would he give them very important information in the mm-hmm. same episode? But that's why it was a big test and obviously that is the reveal later on, which we'll get to. But um yeah, no, he uh 
same thing. I thought I, I like that we got. I'm not trying to jump ahead. I, I like no, that we got fine. certain answers about her that we kind of went back to the past two weeks. I was like, you guys were like, okay, I'm pretty sure that she is with our heroes, but you never know, right? That happens all the time in these shows. But yeah, unfortunately for me, while I was watching, I was like, man, Gravik is uh, <laughs> Gravik's pulling one right now. Especially, yeah, when we get to him going to the uh, National Portrait Gallery, uh, they basically, Talos and Gravik kind of have a series of war words with each other. You know, Talos goes there alone, but Gravik comes there with squirrels watching over him. They start talking in front of a painting called The Statesman of World War I, uh, where Gravik says it's fascinating that these statesmen just sit there and debate and pose for pictures while the conflict is fought by young soldiers mm-hmm. to die for the cause. And similar to Nick Fury being the older man sending the scrolls to spy for him. Yep. And you know, they and lots of allegories to real life too, and like yep. even real world wars, right? The wars were started between, you know, leaders of certain worlds, but they weren't the ones that fought them, right? It was everyone else that had to be out on the front lines and give their life and stuff like that. So lots of parallels to lots of situations. Oh, very much. So they sit down in the cafeteria and graphic filling his, his, his uh, espresso with sugar, and I like the comment saying I like a little uh, sh- <laughs> like some espresso mm-hmm. in my sugar. Um you know, it's a great scene, great jabs against each other. Gravik tells T- Talos that he failed them as a leader, and he's not going to be hard to believe that the council selected him as general. Talos says Gravik's plan is to take their people to the edge of extinction with a war with the humans, but Gravik says all humans know, know is murder. And Gravik trying to put the Skrulls higher up than the humans, I, I just, you just, sorry, but you're basically kind of going down the level of, quote-unquote, the people you hate with the humans. You're doing similar actions, so you really can't put yourself on a higher pedestal. You live, you know, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. But yep. yeah, that, that's a situation, right, where, <clears throat> and I kind of get it, too, that he's saying, from these whole three episodes, they're saying, okay, over these 30 years, roughly, it's, yeah, 30 years that yeah. we've been here watching the humans, this is what they are. But it is becoming the thing you hate. But at the same time, in his point of view, you kind of have to become that if you want to defeat them because you're just going to always be put back. So it is something, yeah, he, he's I, – I don't even think he's not seeing it. I think it's just this thing of he feels that humans kill and are bad to each other regardless where we're doing it because we have a point and we want to make things better and stuff like that. But really, again, not the, not the way you want to go about things. Yeah, I do definitely agree with Phil here. Graphics overestimation will be his downfall and, and his event- and his growing paranoia around everyone mm. is going to be his downfall as well. Do you think he is defeated in this series, meaning like wi- like done with, like we never see Gravity again when we get to the finale? Like is he killed or something, or do you think he could be imprisoned? I- I'm expecting him to be killed. I don't mm. necessarily want him to be killed. I want him to be captured and then be one of, uh, you know, Miss uh, Val, don't call her Val, don't even think it at that point, oh, be a pawn yeah. for her to use as well. I think um, if, for me, it all depends on what when we get to the end of this episode. If what was real there is real, then I don't think Gravik's going to be be around too much longer. Yeah. I think someone else will <laughs> deliver a cold <laughs> fate to him. So that that's true. Um, you know, Tal says if if Gravik doesn't stop while he's ahead, the heads of state, he's going to go telling everyone about what's going on at that point. And Gravik says he'll he'll have signed the scrolls death warrant, but Tal says he will. You know, he. He, that they will not see all scrolls are like graphic, which I think is a little short sighted depending on yeah. <laughs> you know what humans are gonna be. But well, also Taylor says that humans will put up 
you know, when put up against the wall, will always put their differences aside and come against a common enemy. We are the most formidable. <laughs> they are the most formidable when they are threatened, and and that's basically kind of how the Avengers were formed. Yeah, except you know, Baron Zemo destroyed the ball, so there's yeah. some some flag there. But yeah, no, that that's kind of the whole thing, right? Like Watchmen did that with aliens. I think that was a very similar. Like you look at again, I feel like that's a very allegory to nine eleven, which you know, other than a few countries, that was a thing, right? When that happened, the entire world looked at one thing's like, okay, mm-hmm. we got to deal with that. So that is a tr- to me, uh, it is a pretty true statement. I'm having some fun because yes, because Zemo did like they were together until he found a way to split them up, and they weren't apart. But that was a whole different scenario. But um yeah, it's, you know, it, it, Talos was trying his best to uh, plead to him here, but it's not, uh, it, he's far past that. Yeah, so. and um, Gravit continued to poke him with, um, you know, mentioning Gaia and things like that. He first kind of goes up to him and stands up when he mentions Gaia, and then everyone, we saw that scene in the trailer, it's just yeah. great seeing it on the big screen now, and just seeing mm-hmm. everyone transform, and him just looking around, just seeing, like, it's not just a representation of the scrolls surrounding him, but like the scrolls are on Gravik's side. Like he yeah. can't do anything without them striking back. And even when he stabs him in the hand, they they get up, but they don't really mm-hmm. do anything and necessarily walks away. But then we get the revelation after he takes the uh, knife out of him. He's got extremists, so he's got he extremists. Yeah, he's got a uh, <laughs> he's our he's our first example of a super scroll. Mm-hmm. And luckily, other than like Aldrich Killian, Mannion, Fake Mandarin, like around that time, people did have extremists, but it was very kind of still experimental. We saw many people that still weren't containing, or if they were, they would just like explode at times and stuff like that. So whether it's a scrawl or whether it's just been more refined over the years, I like that this is almost like what extremists could have fully been right like he's just using it and again this is stuff where i know people if they want that for sure but for me as an mcu fan this was really cool because i did not see extremists coming back in any sort of form other than a mention anytime soon and i like that okay we have a villain that now actively could be using as a power i think that's a ton of fun and a good callback and it makes sense for our world that we're in right so yeah, and I think Tony was able to, you know, kind of offset, like, you know, improved extremists to the point where it was like that. Because we did see an extremist warrior uh, in Shang-Chi that was able to control their power right? as well. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I, right, I forgot in the fighting arena and everything yeah. like that, right, yeah. So, um but yeah, so as Talos walks off, he bumps into an older guy who says um, he dropped his phone when it's really Gaia posing at them to give him a, give him a burner phone to let him know where the next... Um, attack is going to be and fury meets up with talos in a diner and they kind of make up but fury says he's he's got a lead (laughs) on a scroll who's a higher up in the u.s government and this is where that higher up in the government he knows who it is and we know who it is by the end of this episode he's calling he's calling out roadie yeah yeah it's it's interesting from this we kind of know that right because it's one of these things that i I don't think even when he said it i know we get the reveal i wasn't like well who's he talking to right we still are because i was still in your bandwagon that we still got a question mark by the president right now so i'm very interested to see do they get unelected just because they had scrolls around them and didn't know or is the president still scroll so we had that meeting last week and we have you know the reveal at the end of this episode which is not the president so and you have dermot maloney who's like an actual actor actor so i'm very surprised that so far on this show he's been in one scene 
and that's it. So I feel like that has to play somewhere. But yes, that was a, a good foreshadow to what we get revealed later. Yeah, and uh, you know, him and Talos have this kind of makeup, and he's Talos makes him say like, "Help me, Talos, because I'm useless without you." And continue to bring out the point that he can't get in certain areas without Talos's help. Yeah, and uh, we get revealed that the Neptune is a sub trying to start a nuclear war, and he calls Sonia for uh, assistance when she tells him she's found the bug. And I love the little eye patch she puts over the bug and says, I'm going to call it Nick Fury now. And she says she can't divert attention because, like you said, she's found a mole in her organization, uh, Tony Curran tipped tipped off Gravic. Mm -hmm. Now, she does give him the location of the Commodore Robert Fairbanks, who is over the Naval Command at that point. And so on the way... Tills talks about his lack of understanding of why humans take care of dogs, which Fury says he's been cleaning up his, you know, picking up his poop for 30 years. And Tails takes offense to that. He says, like, you're rewriting history. How many times because of our intel, what we could do for you and the stuff mm-hmm. you got promoted up, like, without us, you do not rise to the rank and position that you were able to occupy. And he says, I never asked for thanks. All I would have liked is an acknowledgement that we did this and don't try to rewrite history with me just sitting right next to you. And he's right. He is right. And it's very funny where, you know, obviously we got a lot of mention about Nick Fury's changed and stuff like that, right? In the couple episodes. But in the first episode, it felt like he was down and out and very almost like of course he's sympathetic because he's one of our heroes but lots of time nick fury is an asshole right and it's hard mm-hmm. to cheer for him stuff like that this episode between the infer the conversation he had with his wife and what we learned there and basically just up and leaving because like i gotta go fight the good fight and now this where it seems like again he's i feel like we kind of all thought that last week that speech <laughs> about the scrolls felt very almost dictatorship in a way it, it did not feel like there was much for them i get it the idea was to give them a planet gosh like i don't think it's gonna go this route but with nick fury I wouldn't be surprised they reveal that Nick Fury was never actually really looking for a planet, you know, because we've seen stuff like that in comics all the time where he's done something, but he's doing it for the better of the world or the better for people that he thought could save or help more people. And this is the thing, too, where, yeah, now he, you know, has this illustrious you know, history and reputation. I'm sure not all that is the Skrulls doing and stuff like that. It doesn't sound like the Skrulls were a part of putting the Avengers together, like Talos and I talked about that, but it's still one of these things where, okay, and I like that from a character standpoint where he's being a bit too high for his bridges when he shouldn't be because there are other way, other people that helped him or races, whatever you want to say, that got him to that point. But Fury is a very, I won't say a god complex, but he is very, uh, he's, he's very headstrong. He's very bullheaded. That's what I'd say. Yeah, and I'm not saying I don't want to like you know Nick Fury obviously smart enough. Yeah, he couldn't do anything without the scrolls. I mean, they're right to an extent, but also Fury's a a one to also gain access to other things on his nature. But yeah, the scrolls are very much responsible for uh, helping him along and and getting uh, as high up as he did. So they when they do arrive at Fairbanks. Talos tries to take on Fairbanks' personality. And I just, I kind of, the first time I saw this, I gave a really big laugh when he's immediately found out at one point, sir, I just left you. And he just, my cover is blown. And yeah. Fury goes, no shit. <laughs> of course it is. Like, big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and good, because we got that later on. But this is, 
I, I don't need this for everything, but I like the the type of humor we get in this show that is a little more spaced out and it's not that based. That's what I wish the MCU would do more because mm-hmm. I think sometimes they do have projects where I go, ah, uh, there's maybe what you guys felt like you had to punch it up one too many times. And I do appreciate this show has been a bit more serious because they are dealing with serious, you know, like in that conversation that Fury and Telso, which was fantastic, I wouldn't watch want too much humor in there so no not at all so as fury takes out some of some of the guards they're revealed to be scrolls because as soon as they die they change over at that point um and so when we when we find out that uh you know talus calls over to fury on the radio and calls him nick so he knows he's not talus so he uses fairbake's son as a bargaining chip to get him to release talus yeah. So I know uh, our, our, you know, you all over at uh, Geekverse. No, they're not my friends. Don't. They're say not that, your no. friends. So <laughs> uh, they were debating, you know, whether the sun is a scroll yeah. or not, and that it's, it is a good question to ask, you know, because obviously Fair, Fair, Fairbanks was really not wanting him to be harmed. Yeah, I think it's a situation though where we've seen scrolls on Gravik's side already. Not all of them are as gung ho as Gravik, right? Of we're going to kill all these humans, we're going to take over. There is some mixed feelings and stuff like that. And even then, too, I think that's in all situations, even in war, when it comes to children, because it's it's not like this child, whether it's a human or a scrawl, they've not made their choice, right? He that's why kids usually in all media and real life shouldn't be harmed or whatnot, because it's like, well, they didn't choose to be here. It might have been their guardians or their parents, whoever's looking at them made poor choices, but they should not have to suffer because of the choices. So whether that's he is a scrawl and the scrawl saying, Hey, I put him in this situation, don't harm him, or he is just an innocent human kid that isn't biologically related to him, say, Hey, don't hurt him because he has nothing to do with this. Either way. I think it works, but I, I took it as it's a still uh, he's taken over the dad and the scroll. The, the kid is still a human. So, mm-hmm. uh, all in the game, saying part of the cons of the quote unquote cons of the large connected universe is that I know there's an uninhabited garden planet out there that Thanos used to live on. Yeah, I mean, that'd be. Maybe they just haven't had that idea. They've been busy, you know. We don't we don't know after Endgame what like I like it's interesting, right? Because that could be part of it. And I I still think I think we talked about in Geek First where that could be that would be a perfect place for them to go, but who knows what happened at this point if Fury went right up to Saber because Fury wasn't around for the killing of Thanos, right? And again, I don't even know like I feel like with obviously we'll talk about Rhodey in a second, but I feel like another point that's been with Fury is sure maybe he was in Saber this and that, but like he's not the guy anymore like he was before Snap, right? Because he was gone for five years. He's mm-hmm. not before it was the buck stop with him. Now there's a whole bunch of things. Even the stuff that was happening with um, I hear he's lost a step a little bit. Did you? Hear he's that? lost a step. He's I think he's changed since the Snap. <laughs> but like <laughs> even like uh, like in Westview when all that was going down, like that was Saber, but like. Fury had like really it sounded like he had nothing to do with it. It just sounds like at one point he was the boss of whatever organization he'd be a part of, and now he's just one of the managers, which is still a powerful role, but there's a whole line of people that could be above Fury that can override him. And he just doesn't have the clout anymore. But I agree that I I think that probably will end up being the plan. I, I if not if they get just to get some other random planet, that'd be very strange, but um, you know. Yeah, yeah, Tony died. Tony died. No, all the games is after the funeral. It's it's tough. Tony died. Who knows? Maybe she went off somewhere and stuff like that. That's the same kind of headcanon you have to do. Is why is X Avenger not here? I still think they might get to that point, but who knows? Maybe that planet is something's wrong with it. Maybe it's not inhabitable for this type of scrawl. It's got Krees on it. You got Krees on it. Yeah, yeah. They're gardeners there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
when they basically find out that the uh, Neptune is got has gotten the orders from the Skrull Fairbanks to shoot down uh, mm-hmm. a UN plane in order to start starting this kind of war going on. And it's interesting, even on the sub, you got the Skrulls that are at the at the key to do it, and then they're even there. One of the other people who are in a Skrull saying. Um, I'm not sure this should be happening. It's <laughs> yeah. like, we got it from command. You don't follow it. You're going to be relieved. And so Fairbanks lowered a Gravik, and Fury and Talos unsuccessfully try to get him to uh, give up the code word for launch. And Talos kills Fairbanks when he taunts him about Gaia. You know, that's uh, apparently don't ever... <laughs> Talos mm-hmm. trying to prove himself at that point. So he calls Gaia to see what the real Fairbanks memories are. And she tells, she basically tells him, based off of what she's seeing in the memories, basically making an educated guess that is Zachary, his son's name. And we, when she's down there, we see the other members of the Scroll Council and the scientists working on the Super Scrolls are there. So um, mm-hmm. we know that they've been taken over as well. And Gaia flees out of there, and then she runs into Gravik, and she, and escaping, she she's trying to saying she's I'm extract. We got to extract the scrolls that were on the sub since the mission failed. And Gravik said, "No, the mission didn't fail. It did exactly what it needed to to root out mm-hmm. the uh, traitor." And then shoots her right there, and then she transforms back into a scroll. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. This is what happens when we watch trailers. We know Gaia is 99% somehow survives this. Do we though? I, I I'm going off of the trailers that we. There are sequences be, with her and Priscilla back to back actions. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a scene after the convoy is attacked that we haven't seen yet that she's crying over a body. So uh, I'm I'm not convinced. Not at all that she's dead. I, I agree with you for the most part. An interesting theory that I found floated around is what if the person that guy was posing as is in the ones in those trailers? Like, cause yeah. remember those, those rumors about her being Abigail Brand at one point and those kind of mm-hmm. went away. What if that's the case where that character comes out and stuff like that? A shadowy figure <laughs> merges from Maria a Hill, force. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should, yeah, we should, should ask, it's Maria Hill. Yeah. We should ask a chat. We've, GPT we'll learn a feels. lot about Maria Hill's life. Remember, she said we're going to learn a lot about. <laughs> Her past. The most in-depth this character's ever been. So I, either way, I agree with you that Amelia Clark is still in the show. Whether it's Guy is still somehow alive of she gets Shaw and just walks away, which I hope that's not the case, but because to me so far what they've showed Gravik is he is a very like he set up this whole plan, right? He pulled up the bombing, he mm-hmm. set up this whole plan not to do bombing, just to figure out Gaia. To me, for Gravik to shoot her and then walk away and not headshot her does not to me mash it all so that's one of those kind of the way i was talking about all in the game where it's like oh how the planet thing okay i can handle that they all they had him talk about the planet things happen whatever if it's a situation where a guy just gets up and you know she calls her dad like i've been shot that's where it's like all right that doesn't explain it to me so i kind of like the theory who knows because i don't know if she would have the personal connections to help out but i do really like (laughs) that graphic becomes an idiot in the last (laughs) it's basically starting to become like that it happens sometimes with these villains right where they start they they make imposing and they don't and i i think for me i would actually really like that theory of somehow the person she was posing as breaks out and Mm -hmm. we see that and that's because i think that'd be really good and i think that's the problem that i you know i listen to my guys on geek first i listen to other people too as far as that's where this death or aka the second fridging of the season doesn't work because it's that thing where it's like 
I think we do, none of us buy it. And now that none of us buy it, we need to see how it's done. And that's where I think you could they could stumble a little bit next week as far as the reveal of what's going on. I think mm-hmm. if it's the the other one, that's very clever. Uh, if it would have been a situation where he shot her and they cut the black before something else happens more, then you could be like, oh, there's a save that's not. But if it's just she crawled away in the woods somewhere, to me, I've lost a lot of believable the, believability and graphic. And I'm like, this is a guy that could get knocked off this season pretty easily because he couldn't even like confirm his kill you know well especially you know that you know when she transforms he could definitely tell if it doesn't look like gaia in scroll form because he's yes. obviously seen her in scroll form so it's it's one of those yeah it's just like yeah you know I, I like i said for those that didn't see the trailers there, there's more to it at that point but we'll have to wait and see till next week um you know, we get to Vara, who is heading out uh, to head to a safety deposit box, and she pulls mm-hmm. out a gun inside, and then she gets a call on her phone, and there's a voice on the other end of the phone, and it's Rhodey. She, mm-hmm. he's, she's like, I want to speak with Gravik. He's like, nope, you get to deal with me, and hangs up the phone. Tells her exactly where she is going to go. And so this has been the theory for a little bit, even before the show, about Rhodey being... A scroll. So the question I think we're all now waiting for is when did that takeover happen? Mm-hmm. Even though technically it's not a whole hundred percent confirmation, right? Like I think it is, but like technically there's still like there there there's still a like until we see him switch, there's still a chance that what's his name um, Rhodes last week said that he had known about the scrolls. I think for. I'm just completely playing devil's advocate here that, you know, maybe there's a chance that the real roads was working with one of these people and it went bad, whatever it may be. Uh, I do think it is just a scroll. I think this was the reveal, but you never know. That could be some sort of fake out they try to do, right? This is what they try to make you think that you hear Rhodes' voice and you think, oh, he must be, he must be a scroll. Because I, I wonder that as a reveal, I think it's fun that we got that, but I was like, that's a strange way to do the scroll reveal. Like, I would have preferred them meeting in person. She gets in a car, someone opens the door, and it's him. It was odd for me for them to do it on the phone. So, again, yes, you asked me, I think he is a scroll, but I, I, I still think there's like a 0.1% chance he's not because we have, until we see the switcheroo, yeah. mm-hmm. you never know. And it could be a classic red herring and stuff like that. But if it is, yeah, the win, I don't know. I think for me, the win of what I wanted is after Endgame, at least for me. I, I've said this last week where I will be disappointed with Falcon Winter Soldier if we learn that was. Uh, not Rhodey, because I think him and Sam had such a great conversation about what does it mean to be a black man holding the shield. Yet, at the same time, maybe that's how a scroll is relating with Sam, right? Another person that was, at one point, their people were oppressed, they were held down, so you can try and get those parallels. But for me, a key thing is, is I don't want to learn, and some people might not have, like, or might be fine, because they love the scroll switcheroo. If I learn that, like, Rhodey at Stark's funeral is not the same Rhodey, that, that'll be a little bit of a disappointment for me. I, I can take fear. Well, we don't know about fear. We don't know the timeline of him and Tal mm-hmm. switching. But if Rhodey's not the real Rhodey for Stark's funeral, that kind of sucks for me. So I'd love, like, next week if it were to open 2019 or what is it, uh, 2023. Maybe they get him right after that funeral. He's down and out. <laughs> yep. He opens his car and boom, they get him, you know? So And, and the other thing is we haven't – this could make sense too because maybe they don't have access to everything. Uh, we haven't seen – Rhodes in the War Machine suit since Endgame, right? Yeah, we're not going to see him in this. I think no, they've been very I, specific in the show that we're not going to see anyone in costume. But I'm saying is maybe the reason we haven't is because maybe the Skrulls don't have access to that tech. They don't know where it is. Maybe it'd be a thing that if they go to use it, the, the suit will right away be like, hey, you don't match the DNA of Rhodes. That's what I'm saying is like, yeah. it 
that could track as far as since Endgame. We haven't seen him in the suit. Maybe there's a reason why, because those scrolls can't use that suit. So well, it'll it'll definitely track too in, in how they're kind of homaging the comics because the Secret Invasion really took off because of House of M. And yeah, they exactly, and, yeah. and the civil civil war in House of M, where they were able to capitalize on um, the heroes being at war with each other. What happened exactly. with the mutants at that point? This tracks in the sense of they they really came down during the blip and really took up took hold during the chaos after the mm-hmm. blip ended and after Endgame. That would really as their tip of the hat to the to the uh, source material because everyone's looking up, right? Everyone's yep. looking at the thing, and like I wonder too. I, I I don't think this is a situation, but I wonder would there be a situation where any scrolls, like let's say someone was blipped and they just took that person's identity of them being blipped, you yeah. know, like that that's a way because and then when that person comes back, that could be an issue. But maybe those are some people in the the brain control thing. Maybe they get killed because gravity kills them. So like that between the blip people coming back and also just everyone even though thanos was dead still everyone's looking up they're not looking at the earth you know they're looking at hey what could be next and i guarantee you the same way we have conspiracy theories how many people are probably like is thanos really dead like i guarantee you that whole time is thanos really dead did thor really kill him right yeah (laughs) yeah i guess there's some people (laughs) that think that but that's the thing where it is to me the perfect time after endgame to kind of take over so um yeah i'll be excited if we can kind of get a whole flash back like we did here and it makes which we're going to talk about later armor wars a little bit interesting but again you know still still could be a red herring and uh, the last thing i want to mention here too that i really liked was um Talos had to kill one of his own, which he did yep. not want to in episode one. Remember, he made a big deal that with Nick Fury of, hey, like, don't do that. Like, well, that's going to be la-. like, he didn't even have that as a last resort. Like, that's not a thing. And then when he killed him, he was very upset with him and disappointed. And even when he killed the guy in this episode, he did not, like, it wasn't joyful. It wasn't like, uh, oh, he's a badass. He looked like he had regret and he called him, like, just give me the codes. Like, it, it was for him, like, a last resort he really didn't want to do it so just some good care like some carry carry some characterization carried over from episode one of him not wanting to hurt his own people even though uh they are on opposing sides so yeah it's, it's definitely again we get we, each episode we're getting a lot of character growth through throughout i'm i think even though she wasn't in a lot of this uh, i'm still a fan of olivia coleman as mm-hmm. uh, as sonia i think we're gonna see some more out of her and i love seeing how much of a committed person like fury said in episode one um she'll burn everything down in order to protect her little island oh yeah absolutely so i hope we do get a little bit more of her i could see her as a character that might be carrying on in other mcu stuff so maybe that's what they're saving for but again we don't know how the show's ending so maybe there's room for more yep but uh all right well we will check it out next week with episode four and uh let us take our next ad break before we get into our little tidbits of news so again listeners these ads help keep the lights on the geek ultimate alliance network we don't get to choose what ads come on and they could be a bit loud give it that three count before they come on three two one we'll be right back and we are back all right so uh not much more news than last week but a few things uh we can uh chew on for a little bit uh this one is coming from jw3 speaker series uh show uh that benedict cumberbatch announces mm-hmm. his return for the up for an upcoming mcu movie so speaking as a guest on that show uh confirmed that he will return as doctor strange much sooner than some people realized he said looking he was asked about what kind of upcoming projects does he have he says there are some marvel capers in the making next year where i will return um 
It's possible that he's likely referring to the King Dynasty, but that movie's been recently delayed, so it may not be necessarily that anymore. <laughs> Aside from that, in De- Doctor Strange 3, um, where else do you think he could appear? <clears throat> well, and that's the funny thing that some people were taking as like, <clears throat> what project is he in next year? And I didn't take it as, like, it, I've seen both ways of, oh, he's in something next year and he's filming something next year. I took it as he's filming something next year. But, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I, I think that's very much up to the date because we've had literally last week being like, hey, the uh, the strike's looking good for the actors. Doesn't look like we're extending the deal to deadline today posting a thing like, oh, looking like the strike's going to happen. So it feels like the strike actors-wise, every day is going back and forth. I feel like it's just more of a who they ask. I feel like some people are very heavy strike and some people are not wanting to. So obviously... If they strike, that's not going to be a thing. So like, and that because what the original date was two thousand. Now it's two thousand twenty-six. Now for Kang, now yeah. it is right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> even then, like, would they be like? Do you think they would be filming? A, let's say no strike happens. Would they be filming Kang Dynasty next year? Because I wouldn't think so. I thought that'd be more two thousand twenty-five ish. Yeah, I, th- I don't see if they're going to film at all with anything with Kang Dynasty. We're looking at late next year just to begin. I agree. So that's where maybe he counts that. So maybe that's the thing. And it could be a long shoot, right? And I think that he is going to be, just like Infinity War, have a bigger character role. Taking out Spider-Man, because he is Sony-owned right now as far as movie-wise, his film was the biggest of the last two phases, right? Doctor Strange. So he is kind of, the, he's money-wise, he is the Iron Man of phase, this the multiverse mm-hmm. saga. He is the, the face of it right now. Um we keep hearing about Strange 3, but you would feel like we would have heard about a writer and director. They're definitely working on it because there's been too many scoopers that have said things today and in the past few weeks for it not to be happening. I think it's just that. And it's smart, too, that you could delay a little bit. So other than that, and I saw one of the scoopers kind of uh, shoot down Blade as like an option. So it's like, mm-hmm. really, if Secret or, or Kang Dynasty is not next year, and if Blade actually happens, it's apparently not that. I started looking at all these other movies. And I really don't have a spot so that's why i think that maybe it might just be a, a an extended end credit or something like that but would he refer to that in an interview as no, filming? i don't know right I, 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 when you say you're filming something i consider if it's even a cameo it'd be something a little significant than just a, a end credit scene i think they yeah. want to keep that to the all in the game saying agatha cameo no i don't i don't think an don't agatha think so. cameo that, for that. that's filming right now that's done so um, Fantastic Four may be an option at that point <laughs> um, once we actually nail down a cast. So, um, Driver, Mar- he's, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario Daniel saying, when does What If Season 2 come out? Could it be him reprising his role, Doctor Strange? Um, that is, we don't have an official date. I think we're still scheduled that for sometime late this year. And the same way as you take that uh, cameo, like filming wouldn't mean like a, just an end credit scene. I don't know if I would count what if either because i feel like that's yeah. probably <clears throat> maybe i'm being lowballing it but because the episodes are so sh- short and lots of times there's not lots of dialogue t- i i could have seen his episode of what i could say a, a couple days tops you know because I, I forgot he is in other episodes of what if so maybe that but to film his episode a 22 minute episode that's a day's work and stuff like that and i was just pulling up this uh, calendar again i was seeing like 
right now for two, so because next year we got thunderbolts and maybe he's filming some for that i don't think that but he got thunderbolts cap and deadpool and then right now you have fantastic four king dynasty an untitled marvel movie is scheduled for november 7th in 2025 so i'm not trying to give people hopes i really think he is just talking about doctor strange 3 and i do think they are it's one of those things too that we we heard other rumors that they were going back and forth between bringing Raimi or Derrickson back. And I don't know. I don't think Derrickson's coming back. I really don't. Cause I think Derrickson left cause he didn't want to do the whole connected universe thing. And I feel like Dr. Three's going to be well, more of that. Listen so. to our Patreon episode. I got some interesting stuff about Derrickson says about, uh, what he wanted to do versus what happened. Well, yeah. And I, I feel like I know even like it was a couple of weeks ago that Snyder had floated out that Raimi would do secret wars. I don't think that'll happen. I think Raimi will be back for three though. I think that, seemed like he had a good experience people can say the movie's mixed it to me that's not a mixed movie a movie that was had a good cinema score was rated or i guess it was an all right cinema score but as far as rotten tomatoes audience and critics did well and it made 900 million doesn't matter that that's the the proof is in the pudding there that people liked it and i think november honestly because right now what is it it's king dynasty oh that's an old schedule king dynasty's not out 2026 i gotta find all in the game saying any chance of iron heart cameo given magic versus tech yeah i think that's that's you know again we got the the lurking of mephisto in the background and mephisto and doctor strange have a very long long history with each other so i would i would love to see that so maybe but i i, I don't that's that's when i i caution someone like cumberbatch coming into that show just because it's almost overshadowing riri at that point absolutely again obviously if it's like if it's just a cameo or something great and maybe maybe he, again it means that maybe we're gonna see something mm-hmm. and we'll be like oh he was literally just referring to a cameo and stuff like that so that's Mario, not the don't way put that out in the universe stop that what do you say plot <laughs> you say twist, make it jump to the sony verse shoot tell oh oh gosh i would <laughs> don't do that. that that's the deal they have yeah because like really Maybe I'm wrong. So in the check is I'm trying to look while I'm podcasting as well. But really right now, 2025, am I wrong? Because right now there's Blade listed. But is there anything else in 2025 that's currently listed? Because Wars is out of there and it's just an untitled movie. So it's just, mm-hmm. as of right now, I don't I don't think there is right now in 2020. Oh, sorry, Fan F4. So I found Wikipedia, always our friend. So there's an untitled movie, there's Blade, Fantastic Four, and everyone was thinking at one point it was Spider-Man. That was the other one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just think it's that. So Yeah, as Pup's saying, Remy has like one other project he's directing coming up, so he thinks he can do it. Yeah, I think so. And I think if I remember right, I suppose I think that's like a smaller project too. So I think they'll bring them back. I think they liked working together and stuff like that. No, Deadpool's this uh, next year now, isn't it? Isn't it May? Yeah. I think that was one of the projects that actually moved up in their dates instead of being pushed back. Yeah, moved up to it's May. It's like their big MC movie. That, that's the problem. We've had these these. It's not even that everything's been delayed. It's like this was like a big shuffle between Blade, Secret Wars, Deadpool, and everything like that. And then, uh, well, all in the game. We might be talking about that yeah. in a second. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good timing, uh, all in the game. So, uh, this is coming from the Cosmic Circus as an exclusive. Armor Wars placed in the MCU slate. Justin Hammer and an army of Iron Men. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in December 2020, if we all remember way back in pandemic at that point. Uh, Kevin Feige talked about Armor Wars being one of their series, a six six part series uh, adapting the storyline from the comics. Well, uh, a lot of different format changes. Armor Wars is now a MCU film, 
And right now, according to their sources, uh, the project is the next film to be released following Fantastic Four, May 2nd, 2025. That would place Armor Wars in the July 25th, 2025 date. Uh, saying it's important to note that the writer's strike and other impending issues may force us to delay, but right now, that is what their sources are telling them. Uh, Little is known about the project outside of the simple tagline of the main character. However, we know the project, this is we being Cosmic Circus. Yeah. Uh, Not us, we. We we got our scoops. Yeah, yeah, sorry, no. Uh, We get people telling us things, but we don't uh, get those scoops. Uh, Armor Wars is based on the storyline of the same name, and it's under, looks like the code word for the uh, project's working title is Rigatoni. Film will adapt the comics events, uh, antagonists taking Stony Stark's technology and repurposing it for their own. This is where we're also thinking the Power Broker will be coming back into play. Um, This is, I think, is going to be, you know, damage control holds Tony's stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. outside of Stark tech at that point. So we're already going to see... I believe in secret in secret invasion, the Department of D- Damage Control is going to get going to get stolen stuff from. I think that you know we got the you know power broker getting involved in this, and the idea of the antagonist being probably the return of Justin Hammer being brought in. We've got Val probably being a big part of this as well. Mm. Um, alliances, I pretty much guarantee Riri Williams is going to be involved in this. Yeah. It said Riri and then what was, I can't remember, did it list another here or did it not list another um, here? I'm looking remember. at right now, uh, we also have heard potential sources of several other characters related to Iron Man. However, no confirmation could right. be made that That's they wanted to uh, say with their stuff. But yeah, ju- we've heard Justin Hammer, we heard rumors, but they're putting it out there. Justin Hammer is coming back for armor wars yeah gwyneth paltrow you're getting that call you're gonna forget i know she says she's done but uh yeah this so i'll start i have two sides of the coin here as far as like the actual movie here uh i guess it kind of bleed maybe i'm wrong it's all one coin because i can't talk about one without being the other i like the idea of some of this stuff hammer we you and i have talked about this many times i I, i've always been surprised this guy won an oscar while he's been away and they haven't brought him back right it's just been surprising and not even for anything well sorry they brought him back for one thing he was that in that all hail the king special with ben kingsley and he was in prison so like that was fun but to me he he found his love there in prison too exactly hopefully they come in the next movie as well but i'm a huge justin hammer fan i love sam rockwell in that role so the idea of i agree I, i think him and uh uh, Julie Dreyfus could actually have some very fun scenes together, and she's a character that hasn't really worked for me yet. But I think she yeah. would just annoy the hell out of her so oh much. Oh my that- god, I, I would love for a scene just for <laughs> her to put him in his place, just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to me, there's like a good chance by the end of the movie she could murder Justin Hammer because yes. he's so annoying. Like, yep. and I would kind of be fine to get one more. And it's a good working relationship because Rhodey and him team together in Iron Man Two, right, to take down Iron Man for a little bit. So you kind of have that, like that already a sort of rivalry bond sort of deal. And here's another you know. villain too, Ultron being rumored around this as well the right. return of ultron <clears throat> i keep forgetting about that and that's another one of tony's tech technically right it's tony and bruce tech tony's so, creating all these villains <laughs> as always yeah even in death um, even in death um so for me it's just i'm very curious because we've we've all talked about this with flash and ant-man you guys have and whether it's on marvel line cc lines a crossover we talk about on gv as far as like not so much the superhero fatigue, but definitely audiences are more picky now, right? And I remember when this was announced, I think we had a big conversation about, like, how is this going to do as, like, a movie now? A series doesn't have the same expectations, but as a movie, I think 
when you hear stuff like Justin Hammer, Riri Williams, Ultron, and I think you'll need a couple other ones because to me this is a thing where in a post-Flash and Ant-Man world, I don't know how this movie does. I really don't know what the audience's engagement is for and uh, a War Machine movie, and that's where for me the plot of War Machine versus a bunch of different Iron Men sounds cool, but to me it doesn't, and I'm down for it because I want to see Don Cheadle get his fair shake and get his own movie, but I don't know if that sounds like a movie that a bunch of people are going to come out for and people can go oh what if it's great doesn't matter we see great movies all the time not too well yeah. right like lots of us think you know i think you and i are saying that i i loved the last indian jones movie i thought it was great too so Same. for me even if i didn't think it was gonna be a billion dollar movie for the fact of it being one of disney's biggest earners or losers i would have not thought that so that's where i think this movie is going to need a lot of bells and whistles and i think even ultron riri and sam rockwell are still and even val aren't enough yet so i i could see one of those other members sure you get happy sure you get pepper but i could see some avenger member also getting the call up because i just i just don't know what this would do in this world where superhero movies are not guaranteed hits anymore you know yeah and especially in the sense of the action sequences like you would have to see like a, a lot of people would want to see like a uh, huge fights with all these different iron men and yes. all the different uh, improvements on tony's tech and mm. I mean, Which we have was, gone though. Like Iron Man three was them versus we, a bunch of suits, right? We, That's we, the tough. And that thing. was a, and that was probably one of the coolest sequences out there yeah. at that point. So kind of seeing that, but also the ramifications of what is really this is what I wanted to get to in relating back to Secret Invasion is <laughs> um, what happens in the is what what Rhodey is a scroll when mm-hmm. he was taken over. What's the truth behind that? Because I think that. Where we come out of that determines also a big place of how this movie is shaping up to be in the sense of who Rhodey is, what's he doing at that point. It's not just protecting Tony's legacy. It's about necessarily this whole power grab in this vacuum. I mean, again, that's what the Thunderbolts are going to be about. There are no Avengers. Brent and I talked about this last week. Like, Unlike the comics, the, the MCU doesn't have... The Avengers, even when they were together, they weren't the standing team like they are in the comics. They they break up and they come together. In the comics, it's completely different. Like they'll be like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, a time period. They're where living together. They, yeah, they're they're not there, but they've always been present. Like you say, they live together, they hang out together. Not not so in the MCU. So even though is, there apparently is an Avengers, though, right? Because they yes. talked about it last week that we call them in. So we still, I need this answer in phase in next year. I really would like to know. Hopefully, with Captain America, we get a setup, but same thing what you're talking about though we've we've talked about this too where this is the second lowest marvel one is the revelation of rody being scrawl maybe kidnapped for years are there gonna be enough people that would see that to care you know and that's the thing where i i'll be very interested like i i think it's happening if it's this far along it's happening but it's Mm -hmm. one of these that i'm gonna be very curious to see um because i would say if it wasn't this far along they would maybe scrap it or go back to a series you know and the rumor was kind of it sounded like it needed a bigger budget if you're doing uh, rody versus a bunch of iron man probably (laughs) so this one for me i i'm I'm curious about it but i'm just more curious about how does this fair in a post you know superhero more picky because like we talk about iron man you the, so far all the selling points to me are roadie you've seen before riri she's gonna have her own show the scrawl stuff that's in a show ultron's had a movie them versus a bunch of suits well like my worry is a lot of people would see this and maybe would go ah i could wait for disney plus for this one right mm-hmm. so we'll see maybe but all it takes is uh, them to announce Downey's back and that changes i don't think it's gonna happen but i'm just saying 
that's all it takes, you know? Yeah. And, and like we said, it's not, it's super fatigue is coming out of not just, oh, I can wait till it comes, drops on whatever streamer it's part of, but also in the sense of, we've got to write better stories. We've got oh, to write exactly, stories. Yeah. The stories are what's going to be there, not just the action beats. It all can't be Fast and Furious and Hashtag Family. You know, we can't yeah. all just rely on that. Well, so. it's going to make people come out to the theaters nowadays, you know? Yep. So, But yeah, so far it's shaping up. Like, uh, As far as myself, when I take the business mind out, I'm excited for it. Lots of fun characters that I liked, mm-hmm. and we, they could be all together. Ultron coming back would be great if that it does happen, because I feel like we didn't do enough with them, even in Ultra, like Age of Ultron. So yeah, on paper for me, I'm happy with it. Hey, just to hear Spader's voice again out there, I, I, I look forward to that opportunity. Exactly, so. yeah. But all right, so that's all the news for this week. So let us get into listener feedback at that point so we had brent put out the spidey signal as he's away mm-hmm. but uh we did get one question from amari daniels are there any characters in the mcu who you feel have been improved over their comic book um kind of book uh counterparts so uh you have anyone that's top of your head because i have one at the top of my head i think it's tough because it- it, there's eras, right? Because I feel like sometimes we have decades where one character is doing nothing, and then the next decade, maybe a writer really likes them, and then it's like, oh man, I just love this character, I'm going to write it. So this is a weird one to kind of say, because I think she's had well-written arcs before and stuff like that, but I, I, I would almost say Wanda in a sense, because I feel that... <sighs> There's been storylines, of course, House of M, but there, she never had the. She's never, I think, been an A tier comic book character the way she was an A tier character when WandaVision happened and came and Doctor Strange, right? I think even House of M, she is the inciting incident, but that's not a Wanda story. Everyone, and like that's a yeah, disappointing it's thing, but it, it's not about, oh, how do we deal with Wanda? Wanda is the MacGuffin. She is the bomb. That's what the thing is. She sets, and that happens to her a lot. So I would say, and, and again, it's also backed by Elizabeth. Olsen, she's a great performance, stuff like that. I think Wanda lots of times gets either just placed with Pedro or Magneto, and it's, well, she's a part of the group, you know? And that's the thing where it's like, now she's a comic coming out. We've seen solo comics. There's Her best stuff has been with Vision, but I would say, and I wouldn't say better because there's been errors, but I'd say like as far as someone that has become uh, more popular, because better, that that's all subjective. I don't know if there's anyone that I could look at and I go, oh, uh, they're 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 better then because even then you could say something like iron man but i feel like iron man you know at times was very he was b-level you know was just a bit more of a dick i think the mcu done a good job of giving him some more heart but then there's been many times like invincible iron man where they kind of did that so yeah i think uh i see it in the chat there maybe i won't say um I, I won't i won't say that uh but i'll hold another one until you go in case it's yours so yeah i do like uh all the game saying the wasp <laughs> said you're lying yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i would i would have to say uh tony stark iron man yeah okay there you go yeah and, and just because like people say oh i've been a lifelong iron man fan i, I was like i i like tony stark in the comics at that point but it really the way Robert Downey brought that character into it, I mean, that kind of changed how people wrote Tony Stark yes. it be- to to emulate. It became a better character. Now, in a, in a collector's market at that point, you know, people asked me and other things like, "What? Where are all the um, Iron Man omnibuses? They didn't sell. Yeah. They don't sell. Even in this age of like a Tony Stark kind of re- renaissance at that point, we." they've been liquidated so many different times and so marvel's very marvel comics is very cautious even though yes it's a character that's had to come back but just 
it didn't sell, so they're a little bit cautious about putting him back in collected editions because of that mm-hmm. reason. He was a mid B character, and I really like him because I I grew a love for him because they had the um they, remember they had that one season of the animated show that was running the same time as X Men yep. Spider Man it didn't same thing didn't work it got canceled but I remember because he it's either him or I can't remember it's him or Rhodey oh I think it's him he one of them are in an episode of uh, Spider Man animated series it's like the Carnage Venom episode and that's where I was like who is this guy and then after that I was a big fan of Invincible Iron Man I really really liked that back in the day but for me in that era he worked best when he was on the avengers he worked good as a side character who was part of a team but by mm-hmm. himself it's almost like he was too unlikable or not relatable enough he he was missing something that batman had which was at times heart so i can agree with you with the later years that definitely that definitely gave him a little bit more in the tank and even then stuff like civil war perfect for it. and antagonist because yep. that's who he was he always was someone that would press your buttons he was always somebody you'd read in the comic books and be like oh what an asshole i loved the asshole and i, I actually was a fan of iron man because same thing oh, there's a game marvel ultimate alliance that mm-hmm. he, he always just had the coolest move sets he was just such a cool character variant com- uh, costumes but uh yeah before the movie he was not uh, as many people have said before he was not the character he was now so now they're great there's some great trade paperback epic collections with it at that point you know armor wars and things like that mm-hmm. but it's just yeah I'd, i have to say robert downey kind of put that character on a different level yeah, and the other one I'd say I didn't think of those. I just said I thought of this because all the game was talking about them in a different way. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy would be another one too, yes. where those characters many times were just kind of around and i never in crossover stuff sure i never for a while read things that i really glommed onto them and those are ones where not only just popularity just i feel like they have they everybody but especially james gunn fleshed out all those characters a lot more than they ever had been so Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so but all right uh let me pull up the factor fictions from last week uh, so these were mine at that point. So Travis will be curious to hear what you say. Um, in Deadpool 3, we will see variants of Deadpool and Wolverine. 78% said fact, 22% said fiction. Yeah, I think fact. And now we've kind of seen from this week, it seems like that's uh, that's that's happened now. We've seen, a, we've seen a picture of maybe another Deadpool with another yeah. Deadpool and stuff like that. So it seems like now it's one of those things that uh, it was good timing as we're getting more evidence that, yeah, I think there's going to be some variant action going on in Deadpool 3 or... Or Deadpool Wolverine is what I imagine it's going to be called. So yeah, uh, number two and Beyond the Spider Verse, we will see one of the original Spider variants die: Spider Ham, Spider Man Noir, Penny Parker, Spider Gwen, or Peter B. Parker. I'm saying fiction because we talked about this on our review, and I remember we I heard you guys talk about this afterward. I think it's going to kind of be like Guardians, where all of us kept thinking who's going to die, and then it was like, ah, oh, no one did die. I think it's going to be that way. I would laugh so much if they kill off Peter B. Parker because the big thing everyone was teasing, like, oh, look at Mayday. Look, they're doing what the comics can't do, making Peter happy. Wouldn't that be <laughs> so funny if they kill off Peter B. Parker? And it's like movies, comics, wherever it is, Peter Parker cannot just be happy. But no, no. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go fiction. Sorry, what was the winning one on that one? Uh, yeah, fiction was it uh, forty six okay. to fifty four. So. Yeah, it's close, and I, I'm not saying it's uh, for sure because I could see Peter B. Parker or Noir making a sacrifice play, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll say fiction. I think we're all going to make it out. So yeah, uh, number three, if the WGA strike ends by the end of the summer and a potential SAG strike is avoided, Marvel Studios will host their own event before the end of the year to make announcements of castings and new projects. Thirty three percent said facts, sixty seven percent said fiction. 
Yeah, I'm so so. This is where I'm the make or break on this. Would you count a Disney's Investor Day as their own thing or no? Um, I wouldn't necessarily like. I, it would be like kind of a gray area at that point, you okay. know, since I, I called out like just Marvel Studios doing something like that. Yeah. I could see Marvel teaming up and doing, like you said, an Investor's Day kind of thing to get some stuff out there. But I just the 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 idea of the the whole idea behind the question is like I find it really hard to believe that if those two things happen, mm-hmm. the strikes are over, the strikes are ended and averted that they go the entire year without one kind of thing to that's official coming from them um, by mm-hmm. the end of the year. That That's where I say I'm fiction because I, I think it would just be the Investor's Day. I think that's yeah. what they would do. I think the same way that in the middle of COVID, that was one of the bright spots we had was we got that great Investor's Day with Pixar, Star Wars, we've lost all those projects, and Marvel where it's just like, man, it was like two hours of just announcements and getting excited for what's to come. I feel like they could do that because Star Star Wars has some stuff now. They could talk more about the Ray movie and stuff and Mangold. Uh, Pixar, well, I don't know. Pixar, Pixar, who knows what's going on with Pixar, but they could try. You know what? Actually, I take that back. That would actually help to start just once again with Pixar establishing. We're a theater. These are the projects. So I would say it'd probably be Investor's Day if we get something in between because also we don't have a D23 proper this year. There's an event but not the, the presentation. So I would say fiction, but if it was if we're going to hear from them just in general, I would say fact because I, I don't think they will not say anything especially with that casting of F4 which goes back every <laughs> week of like is driver in driver out who knows it's driving me bananas but I love it like I said I don't I know people all the time get bugged with this I don't because I think if you've ever watched sports you've been this is the free agency pool this happens yeah. all the time in sports of some guys in some guys out some girls in so it's like it, it's been fun from three weeks to being he's locked to oh he's done to everyone being like actually it looks like he's back in so it's like hey maybe we time. can thank Vanessa King for taking over what Mark Robbie walked away from exactly yeah so uh so number four coming from jim scroggs uh, spider-man from tony hawk pro skater 2 will be in beyond the spider-verse 53 percent said fact 47 percent said fiction I, uh, I don't know i'm gonna go with fiction just because i feel like three will have variants but i think they're gonna be lesser than two i think two was the way to show off this is literally the spider society look at all these ones i don't think three's that i think you will you know see maybe a toby andrew tom but i don't think it'll be so much about the variants i think it's now especially if we have a team of gwen with all the other variants combined that's already a lot of characters so i'll say mm-hmm. fiction even though i want to see it so yeah uh, and last one, uh, we will coming from uh, David. We will find out who purchased Avengers Tower in the next phase of the MCU. Eighty six percent said fact, fourteen percent said fiction. My comment to David was, "It's not going to be the next phase, but sometime next year." It's going to be the next year, yeah. <laughs> from what we've heard, yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, it's one of those things that come out. It's. It sounds like it's going to be answered pretty soon. With a weird answer, I'm kind of surprised by it, but I'm ready for them to sell me on uh, uh, what's going on. So. Yep. So, all right, you're up this week. All right. So. Sp- Speaking of, so I kind of got a theme of just stuff that's been happening this week. So for this one, let's start with Secret Invasion. Talos, Talos, however you want to call his name, he will be in Captain, or sorry, he'll be in the Marvels. Not old footage, new footage. So Talos will make it out of Secret Invasion. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 
I am going to go fiction. I just don't think he's going to make it out. I think the way they're building his character at that point, it's almost like, man, I've seen too many shows and movies like this where you're building up a character mm-hmm. and up against the wall, you're going to get the sympathy, you're going to get everything. And it's just unfortunately just not going to make it out. Would I like to see him? Yes. I just don't think he's long for the at past secret invasion. So I'm fiction. Now, as we've talked about this with Murray Hill and maybe Guy, if she's dead, which I don't think so, I think there's a chance he could die and maybe you get some sort of flashback in that movie and maybe he's in there. But I'm with you where I think it, I think he will perish and I think it will be a fiction. But I had to ask because obviously he's a yeah. big part of the first one and this Sam Jackson has said this ties into it, right? So, And I will say, if we get to the end of the series and he is alive, then I think there's actually a really good chance. Even if it's just a scene, like, we didn't, until the end credits leaked, we heard nothing about Talos being Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's in one scene in the Marvels, they could easily hide that. And that's not, I don't think Scoopers are, like, trying to find out is Talos in the Marvels. Like, that's not going to be getting much <laughs> clicks. So, I'll say if he's alive, yeah. then ask me, ask me in three weeks, and maybe my answer would change because I think there's a chance. Who knows? He could be that shit with fury but as right now i will i will say fiction as well so speaking of the marvels this is just kind of this is more not so much it's funny because we just talk about secret evasion now but this is more tying in with what i was talking about earlier with war machine and flash and even this week with indiana jones i'm gonna ask you and the viewers stuff like that the marvels will make under 60 million dollars in its opening weekend because we had Flash and yep. Indiana Jones do that, right? So we've seen two big movies this year open under that. And even right now, Mission Impossible is tracking for 70. It could go up, but if it goes down, it's near at 60. So we've seen a lot of these bigger movies that 60 is like this nestling spot. Obviously, the first one's a billion. But yeah, where are you in November with this crack 60 million for just the opening weekend? I think it'll crack sixty million mm-hmm. just at just because of the just because of the idea of Marvel at that point. We haven't seen a Marvel movie at this point do True. just sixty in the opening, so I'm gonna go with precedent and say that it it will get above it will get above sixty. Mm-hmm. I think I'm fact as well, but I think I'm like like a 75 or under, I think. Like, I actually don't think it would go much higher than 60. 60. And even then, who knows? If it doesn't get good word of mouth, if it's not tracking well. The other reason that's tough for November is November, there's that, Dune, and something else. November's another tough month where there's a lot of things that maybe if people... I think Dune's the week before. Maybe if people like Dune, they want to go back. So, I actually... I talk myself because what was um it, it, it's so tough too right because you want to go back and look at those the newer phases like sung she and uh, uh eternals but like they all had the the covid mix yeah, right like I, that's I, tough I just thing. don't you know again i do not see a repeat of again the marvels is not a billion dollar movie it's just not no definitely not. not not gonna happen um like you said you you've got now the disney plus idea of waiting at that point you've got a loaded month with like you said with dune it will it will do above 60 now ask you know if you were rephrase it saying it won't make above 100 million you might have a case for that yeah, see, I think I'm definitely in that camp. I don't yeah. think it'll make a hundred million unless the word of mouth is very, very good. But yeah, because what? So Guardians made like it was like one twenty, and Strange was up there, and what? What? It's what? Ant Man was like a uh, past a hundred. So I think not counting. I'd say like since No Way Home, 
they've all been let's say no but there you go Th- that thank you all in the game you literally answered yeah. the question i was just about to pose out there i will say this will be thank the you. first one to open below 100 mm-hmm. i'm thinking somewhere in the 70 ish million but it wouldn't surprise me right because yeah. we saw that both with flash and indy where they were tracking for that and it dropped so we'll see you know miss marvel wasn't the most watched crap captain marvel fixed up the most loved character in movie so I just, I, I just, I, you know, even if does it, we, you and I both know that the YouTube, the memes and everything, <laughs> oh, Red Fly saying, this is what happens when Disney goes woke and Brie Larson can't shut her mouth at that point. Oh, I just, I, I loathe when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I just, I'm now expecting it to happen. Oh yeah. So. It's going to happen. So yep. finally, this is based on, we were just talking about those Deadpool variants and stuff like that. So mine's a little bit of a spin on that, but not really. So today, you know, if you're not online, you saw that Deadpool's uh, suit got out there. It's a little red or some additions look pretty similar, but still looks great. I'm happy with and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to see Wolverine in a suit. That's all the rumors right now that, oh, it's looking like the astonishing suit, all this stuff. What I'm going to ask you, Chris, is will we see Hugh Jackman suited up in the first teaser for Deadpool. I'm not saying the whole market. I'm saying the first teaser. Will we see the... I, I, I say we see the teaser. Hmm. Yeah. Do we see the... yet Whatever. Yellow and blue. Black, I, I, uh, yellow what I, and tan. What I will say, I think we may not get the full suit reveal. We'll get, like like him suiting up but we just get like teases of it we don't get the full suit reveal until maybe I, I, the next one yeah i still count that like if you okay. see any parts of the suit the mask some blue and yellow i'm counting that so that yeah, you, you I, would be fact I, 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 I would be fact okay i'm gonna go the other way. i'm gonna say fiction because i think the first teaser is gonna be primarily deadpool and the end take is just gonna be hugh jackman and then the next trailer will be showing a lot more maybe the suit but even then the end take could be him in the suit so i could be completely wrong i just think like you could hide that a little bit but at the same time they don't have to hide it because the only people they're hiding it is from us the yeah. fan people like people weren't seeing logan be like why did he never wear the suit they're like oh he has different like they kind of remember but they didn't care so i'll I'll say fiction but it's not a strong fiction but i just thought about that because that's no, all like the word day that he's in the suit and it looks really good so it's going to be you know and as i said there's rumors they gave him sleeves thank goodness they don't need to be g- making this man destroy his body like sli- i've always said hey, this he, he can come he had back a very good cheat day he posted he had a very good cheat day and he's good, still looking he f- pretty swole and he found arms. out he's got sleeves he's like oh i can eat like bad <laughs> no i've always said this now if you would ever come back that's why you put him in a full suit because you can like you can hide and he's still like chris said he looks great he looks better than ever i will but he's also an old no steroids man. no steroids well, either. yeah hopefully not you just gotta you the sleeves you can do stuff you can pad it a little bit so you don't have to have hugh jackman eating like 12 dozen chickens and like rolling over like oh my god like the man the man deserves a break so that's what I, those are my facts and fictions yep awesome well we'll post those on sunday afternoon uh quick wrap up at the end uh, you know mm. brent's not here but we were in the middle of some voting going on with yes. our next comic book club so you all chose the villain was uh dr doom so we had four choices and the winner of those four choices is books of doom will be our okay. next comic book club six issues um from the black steps of eastern europe to the college campus of new york city and finally to the throne of latveria this is the life of von doom uh from his earliest disasters to his scientific <laughs> triumphs to the tragedy of the fractured man he would become this is a story you know and the one you don't so next week we will be getting books of doom number one there's some good so. stuff in that story so i'll be interested mm-hmm. to hear you guys break it down 
not. I was surprised. Not that Doom won, but he had such a runaway. I did give Norman one of the lone votes and stuff like that because I'm a big Norman fan. But yeah, uh, he he ran away with that. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, Brent and I were debating, and it was debating even on the shows between Norman or Carnage getting that uh, mm. spot at that point. So we ended up with Norman. And sorry, Norman, you're out. Yeah, you're out. No, no <laughs> so, Storm and Norman. Storm and Norman. So, all right. So, uh, thank you, Travis, for stepping in this week for oh, Brent. Yeah. I know Brent appreciates it and looks forward to uh, hearing the originals that he got uh, used to enjoying all those all those episodes ago. Oh, yes. No, I was happy to step in. Like I said, I plan to hear in the summer at some point, jump on when all three of us are on so we can have some fun. But no, it's always fun to get back in here and talk about Secret Invasion, which I had, and some of these stories. So it's a good time. And as always, thanks for uh, having me, Chris. And it's been good to do this with you again. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, tell people I can follow you and the new platforms they can follow you on. Yeah, you know, there's only one. You can either go to the GV Discord, that's where I'm in, or you can find me on Twitter and threads at Trasby Snell and both of them and whatnot. Twitter, I'm, I'm on, but I kind of use a bit more for promotion-wise and stuff like that. And more news. So we talk about more news. Twitter's like my news scrolling. I have lots of notifications. Threads, try it out. Like it like it so far. I got some, some definitely some critiques and stuff like that, but uh, yeah. I, I just, it's good to have a backup because that was what happened two weeks ago. I don't need my rating exceeded that's like uh, i need something so that's where it is and yeah you can find me on there and i'm just talking about stuff that you maybe or maybe not like yep uh you can follow me on twitter at chris balga i am also now on threads at that point after a little snafu yesterday i showed <laughs> I, showed, I showed instagram myself i just deleted my account and started a new one at that point i showed them um yeah. so yeah you can follow me on threads at chris.balga um Follow Brent at, at uh, Brent Tech Prime. He follow his uh, socials at that point. He's got a nice little link that you could follow him on every single 13. platform. Thir- Thirteen. Yeah, Thirteen platforms. Thirteen platforms. He's he's got a blue sky invite. He's on Mastodon at that point. You know, he's got it all going on at that point. I joke with him saying, You keep track of all those? He says, Yeah, some of them. Oh. Uh, you, <laughs> can, you can follow me on my other show at Finest Believers, World's Finest True Believers. You can email the show at Marvel Alliance Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Geek Golden Alliance Network on Twitter at GUA Pod Network. Work. Feel free to tweet, email if you want to write feedback, ask questions, fact or fictions. DMs are open on all of our stuff. Continue to rate and review the podcast on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your platforms of choice may be. And again, we want to thank our official sponsor, OrganicPriceBooks.com. Use that code MARVELGUA at checkout to get $2 off every single order. Thank you all for joining us in the chat. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe out there, everyone. And as Stan the Man would say, Excelsior True Believers. All right, Travis, post-credits discussion. Um, I'm going to call this laughable sour grapes of, oh, I'm I'm no longer part of something, so I'm going to crud all over everything (laughs) that I don't like. Uh, The Daredevil stuntman criticizes She-Hulk's bad portrayal of a hero. So uh, Netflix's Daredevil stuntman, Chris Brewster, recently appeared on the, and this is a fun one, uh, Ikuzo uh unscripted podcast where he called the betrayal of the character in She-Hulk bad, comparing it to a cartoon. Uh, although Chris uh, Chris Brewster served as the stunt double for Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock in the three seasons of Netflix, he was not brought back for the character's return in She-Hulk, Echo, or Daredevil Born Again. Stuntman shares how Marvel Studios is really, really hurting Daredevil, going as far to say that uh, She-Hulk is all animated and looks bad. Uh, he expressed saying, you know, I love CG to enhance removement, but if you have 
ha- don't have any real movement. It just becomes a cartoon. It's CG. There's no weight to it. And what always made the action Daredevil so good is it was visceral. You felt what Charlie was feeling between his performance and being in there and in the action. So says, anything you saw, we really did. We had to put somebody on a wire. You needed to get some movement, but it wasn't a cartoon. It was live action. You never will match the energy. So I think She-Hulk was a massive step down for the movement goes in action. Um, but then he says, I love Jessica Gow and company's reintroduction of Daredevil in the MCU. Huge congrats. Thanks for taking... Oh, excuse me. That's not him. That's the showrunner um, of of uh, Daredevil saying that to counter what he was saying. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that he wasn't invited back. Um, mm. I'm sorry that he has this opinion of it, but I, he seems to forget that uh, She-Hulk was a different type of show. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I get the... I, I do understand the point of view of, like, if you like the the more practical, like, it's them on, like you said, wire work doing that. I, yeah. I absolutely get that, right? I think you see, as a good example, something like John Wick. That's why lots of people enjoy it, because they try their best to do as much stunts as practical and safety. So I do get that. But at the same time, as we always say, those aren't gone. They're still there. Mm-hmm. You can still go watch them. You can still go enjoy them. And yes you had the hand you had other things you had luke cage even but he he meaning daredevils joining a much more fantastical world right and i will agree with many people that you might have to use cgi to do it but he didn't he had a flexibility to him that he didn't in the original daredevil which daredevil has in the comics the way he is moving around many times you also probably can't even just do with a human which it's like i like seeing as far as in the show and stuff like that so it definitely feels a little sour grapes. I, I, it's you know, it's not my career. You can do whatever you want with it. I, I wouldn't be making those comments even if I felt that. It just like kind of makes you feel, you know, other people like why would they maybe want to work with you again and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he could be like, oh yeah, I talked to Charlie and he didn't know, uh, he didn't know why they didn't bring me back and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's. I think it's just a. It, it's not an odd take because I guess that's what he does. I agree with the take as far as you can like the wire work and stuff better. That's true. It's just just not what they're doing right now. He's fighting well, a green woman and stuff, you know. Yeah, but we don't. If my counter to that is okay. He's commenting on She Hulk's done at that point. You know where how they were doing it. They it was it was more of this of we can do this quick and get it done with CG and not necessarily have to strain it. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know what's going to be done for daredevil born again at that point you know i think there's going to be some cg to your point it's more it can be more fantastical but charlie cox is older it you know necessarily may not be able to do certain things as much i'm not saying he's harrison ford at that point but you know if charlie cox wants to do it they're gonna allow him to do it great but we'll have to see exactly i agree with you he does have points but it just comes out as um (laughs) it's mm, it it just like saying ugh what I push back about is the destroy. They're destroying the character. That's where I go, and also too, like he did, he's like, oh, I've heard echoes off all this stuff. It could be we've had these yeah. theories, right? Like, why are they dumping everything like that? But I would. <sighs> He was in one and like 0.5 episodes of She-Hulk. Not really, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's one of these things where. Wait till you see everything, right? I imagine in Daredevil Born Again, he is going to have some physical stuff. So when he was fighting She-Hulk, when she throws him off a building, there wasn't a way to do it that way. So that's where it's like, for me, the that that's where you start to lose credibility, where I get where you're going with, but you start to go, oh, they're destroying the character. No, it's just another version of this character that they're doing this way. Wait till the whole show comes out and goes from there, because he's going to look really silly, and I think he already does, but if the Daredevil Born Again comes out and most people still love it, you kind of go, okay, sure, there's some CG in there, I get that, but at the end of the day, the 
to me, I love seeing Daredevil fight. I love the action scenes, but as usual, it comes down to the character and stuff. That comes down to Charlie Cox and mm-hmm. the writing of the character, you know? So. And I hear he's a really good lawyer. Exactly. So. Yeah. But all right, we'll check you all next week, and Brendan will be back. So see you for episode four of Secret Invasion. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs>